The COVID-19 pandemic is creating a great deal of anxiety for a lot of folks. For some, the unnatural social isolation that we are asked to observe, the wearing of face masks are, well, annoyances willingly undertaken for the sake of the common good, while others have elevated these and other restrictions into conspiracies by the deep state to control our lives. For some, it has generated fear, hopelessness, intense distrust of authorities, religious and secular, and outright rebellion. For some, the crisis has brought them closer to God. It has required them to make coming to Mass intentional, not just an obligation or I'll fit it in when I can, but intentional. We perceive restrictions as threats to having control over our lives when we do not have, and when we don't have control, fear quickly enters in. And then we make decisions on the basis of fear, they're almost always the wrong decisions. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't control. Consider the following scenario. We are on an exotic island somewhere around the equator, laying perfectly still on a beach, soaking in the sun, the stuff of dreams when Wyoming winter makes her presence felt. But there's a problem. We're not still at all. We are moving as we are this very moment at all kinds of speeds, going in all kinds of directions, all at the same time, on a cosmic roller coaster we have no control over whatsoever. For starters, we are now moving at about 1,000 miles per hour. Our bodies are moving that fast, the speed with which our planet spins. At the same time, we are also moving at about 67,000 miles per hour as our Earth revolves around the sun. At the same time, our sun, we, and all the other planets and all the other solar systems in the Orion spiral arm of our galaxy where, where, where we are located are hurtling through space at 514,495.347 miles per hour as we revolve around the core of our Milky Way galaxy. It takes 230 million years for our sun and solar system to make one revolution around our galaxy's core. And we have done so only 20 times since our sun and solar system came into being. We have no control over any of it. At the same time, we in our galaxy are currently barreling through space at 1.3 million miles per hour. And if the astrophysicists are correct, our speed is accelerating. Why? We really don't know. Where are we going? No one knows, but we're getting there fast. 
And while all that is going on, the Andromeda galaxy is moving toward us at 249,791.2393 miles per hour, and it will crash into us. Andromeda is about 2.5 million light years away, so it'll take 4 billion years before that happens. So what will happen to our sun, our planet, our solar system when those two, gal when the two galaxies collide? We don't know. And if we survive one billion years later, our sun will turn into a red giant and absorb all the inner planets, including Earth, exterminating all life. And we have no control over any of it. Feeling secure today, are we? Well, we really should. St. Paul tells us in his letter to the Philippians, have no anxiety at all. It kind of makes you wonder if he was taking Prozac at the time. Now, the Greek word Paul uses for anxiety has several meanings. That which divides the mind. Think about it. When we're anxious, as our mind is terribly divided. Anxious interests or to have one's thoughts occupied. Now, we certainly have a legitimate right to be concerned about our lives and to care for them and to be concerned and care for the lives of others. The Christian, however, has a great consolation when this life goes bonkers and when the rug is yanked out from underneath us as it is in our culture right now. In Christ, one is given the assurance that whatever the circumstances one finds oneself in, God sees the ultimate end. He is directing every human life to. And that's union with him. And nothing, not COVID-19, not colliding galaxies, can take that away from us. Nothing can take that from us unless we allow our anxieties to make us fearful and despair. And here's the kicker. Because we have this assurance, Paul urges us, he says, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. When you've been having a rough time, do we actually thank God in the process? Even in the midst of confusion, bewilderment, helplessness, we are graced to pray and give thanks to God, keeping that bond of intimacy with him. This has been my great consolation since this whole COVID-19 mess began. As I struggle with the restrictions and the consequences that we have not yet fully experienced. The Apostle Peter piggybacks on this when he tells us in his first letter, chapter 5, verse 7, cast all your cares on God, for he cares about you. We each have two things, a purpose in life and an eternal destiny, which is wrapped securely in the mystery of God's love for us. There is no concern of ours. We cannot bring to him, especially those things we have little or no control over and perhaps frighten us. I knew a man who discovered this truth 
I first met him while he was studying for his PhD. He often went to daily mass, never missed a Sunday mass. And then I noticed he was gone. A year went by, I didn't see him. I made inquiries, but no one seemed to know anything. Then one day, he showed up at mass, sitting in his usual place. And after mass, I asked, well, how are you doing? Haven't seen you for a long time. He told me that he had a crippling, psychotic episode with both auditory and visual hallucinations. One is bad, both is deadly. He needed to be hospitalized. He said something fascinating, though. He said he was blessed and he was thankful. Why? There was a psychiatrist who worked out the science and the art of finding both the right combination of antipsychotic medications at the right dosages that allowed him to function, even able to resume his studies. The problem, however, at least at that time, was that the medications had the potential to become toxic to his liver and could shorten his life. He had to make a choice. Don't take the medications and lead a normal lifespan, but with perpetual anxiety of never knowing if what he was seeing or hearing was real and all the chaos that would generate, or take the medications with the risk of a shortened life, but one that would have meaning and purpose. He chose the medications. He knew God had not abandoned him, and he thanked God in all the chaos that he had no control over, which he said gave him a measure of peace nothing else in this world could. Whatever bizarreness threatens us, whatever kind of wackiness tries to take over our lives, we should remember God has a plan for each and every one of us. Right now, he's leading us to our ultimate goal, union with him and nothing, nothing can stop him unless we allow it. And for that, we should be thankful and trusting, even in the midst of whatever chaos we're going through. <laughs>